knowledge, and exploration, the life's blood of the Federation. These are the voyages of the starship Tiberius, our mission to explore uncharted space, to serve as ambassadors to new life forms and new civilizations, to unlock the secrets of the universe around us. Hello, and welcome to The Ready Room, the Trexan sci-fi microcast. I'm Jen, co-moderator of the RPG section, and I play Commander Cyril. And this is Kenny, co-moderator of the RPG section and moderator of the forums, and I play Captain Nathan Quinn of the USS Tiberius. Today's RPG briefing will feature an interview with Wraith 1701, RPG Protocol, the story so far, a dramatization, and our final thoughts. Today's interview is with Wraith 1701. He plays Lieutenant Catan of the House of Gaul. Tell us a little bit about your character, Eric. Catan is a actually a human that was raised by Klingons. Uh, when he was a child, he was living with his family on a Klingon outpost world. And during a raid by Romulans, his parents were killed. And some of the Klingons there saw his parents down fighting bravely, so they decided to take Catan in as their own child and raise him as a as a Klingon. I guess it's kind of I just I've always liked Worf, the character Worf from the Next Generation. And mm-hmm. I, figured, I figured, man, I can't just copy Worf, so I'll just try to flip it around a little bit. So I decided, instead of having a Klingon character raised by humans, how about a human character raised by Klingons? And oh, that's, that's cool. I, I never really thought of that. that that's true. That's, that's where the character cool. came from. Yeah. And his first post was which ship? Like the uh, one the, that he was on bef- before he was transferred to Tiberius? That was a, sh- a ship called the USS Ranger. It was a uh, like a Defiant-class ship. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked that kind of ship, so I figured, eh, I'll try to squeeze a little Defiant action <laughs> in the post RPG while I'm here. That's right. And he had a little bit of a problem with authority there, right? Right. In my first post, his uh, immediate supervisor had made a comment that Catan had uh, issues with. He figured it was kind of, a, I guess, racist. And so he almost got into a fight with the guy and was on the verge of getting, I guess, uh, court-martialed. But the last minute... An admiral that happened to be following his career in Starfleet decided, hey, we can salvage this guy. He's got a one foot in the Federation, one foot in the Empire, the Klingon Empire. Maybe he can help us become more tightly uh, bound with our Klingon friends. So they decided to give him another chance. And they had they moved the, the Tiberius and the diverse and unique crew they had and said, well, maybe the Tiberius can salvage you. So he was given a second chance on the Tiberius. Well, he's a really good character, and we, yeah. you know, every post that you put up is very interesting. Tell us a little bit about what he's dealing with as far as trying to look for a place of belonging. Well, the since the character was raised as a human on a Klingon world, I guess he's got all kinds of issues, being weaker than the folks that are around him and being, I guess, different. Uh, also, he's got issues with Romulans, unfortunately. I kind of played off of the old Klingon-Romulan rivalry that's been depicted in the different TV shows and books. And so he's trying to overcome his prejudice against Romulans, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Early on in the, towards the end of last season, season four, he had to attend counseling sessions with uh, the ship's counselor, Margon, to try to get his head right. And that was a fun little experiment there. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, he's, he's trying to fit in with the crew, trying to overcome his short temper and prejudice and be the best officer that he can. Cool, and then right now he's acting chief security officer. He's kind of, you know, helping out with the investigation as far as who's behind the virus. 
Right. When the new season began, I was basically trying to figure out, well, how can I be active in this game? And it looked like that was the avenue that had the most opportunity to let me post. So I went ahead and tried to finagle my way into that spot. I talked to the acting security officer, a character played by one of the four members, Pepper Dude, and he said, well, yeah, it's fine if you want to go ahead and just put my character out of commission for a while. That's great. I don't mind. So I went ahead and wrote him kind of into a coma so that my character could kind of step up and participate in the whole virus crisis and he's working in and uh along with uh dr dread to try to figure out where the virus came from uh how it was introduced to the tiberius and in the course of his, his uh, investigation he's discovered that lucas was involved but he wasn't working by himself that he in fact had the assistance of uh an organization that's apparently operating out of vulcan and one of his confidants or accomplices is actually his wife who happens to be on Vulcan and still haven't figured out quite exactly how she helped him out but uh, kind of making it up as I go along <laughs> I think we all are kind of <laughs> yeah. well, you're doing an excellent job have you, you have you ever done RPG before yeah before I found the Trex and Sci-Fi forum I will belong to a Star Wars forum and I check back in there once in a while it's kind of a nasty place I mean there's a lot of backbiting and online fighting going on there. The, uh, the yeah. main reason why, why I joined that forum was because of the fact that it had an RPG game, the, uh, the Star Wars forum that is. And the forum, the game started off pretty uh, pretty nice, it was pretty great, but after a while some of the uh, characters started to get kind of out of hand. I don't know if you've heard the term god modding before, but it refers to characters taking on superhuman abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a given that it's going to, I mean, you're talking about Star Wars, they're going to have force powers, all that kind of junk, but... yeah. One particular character, he decided that his character was going to become the new Darth Vader. Uh, the character, I mean, right down to the the mask and everything. Oh, nice! <laughs> and that's when it got. I was like, man, this is kind of getting out of hand here. I'm going to go ahead and just punch out. So I kind of wrote my character out of that story, and I happened to have found the Trex and Sci-Fi forum by listening to the podcast and mm-hmm. check, checking out the forums. I saw the, uh, the RPG game going, and I went back and kind of read some posts, and it looked like you guys were actually putting together a story that was coherent i mean it actually had structure to it it was it was going somewhere and so i decided to go ahead and try and uh join up and it's been great that's great that's great and now are you a writer no i'm not a writer i just uh i mean i once in a while i'm online and i'm, I'm more of a reader than a writer actually yeah I just, well i mean but you have a really good talent of actually describing scenes well, very vivid, that. you know, very vivid uh, details, which is great. Because I mean, actually, mm-hmm. you know, when you read your stuff, it's actually being there, you know, in the middle of it all. It's really nice. I appreciate you saying that. Actually, I, at the end of last season, there was a character played by a, a member named Three Ducks. It was mm-hmm. a, a Vulcan slash Romulan slash uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but during one of the posts that I put in uh, in last season's RPG game. His character introduced himself as being a, a poet, and I kind of was replying to one of his posts, and I described that character as trying to paint pictures with words. And mm-hmm. That's kind of what I what I try to do when I'm making my posts is try to paint a picture, but just use uh, words and and sentence structure as my my paints, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, you do an excellent job because uh, yeah. you're uh, we definitely enjoy reading uh, your posts, and we look forward to many many more of Catan's uh, adventures on the. The Tiberius, mm-hmm. or whatever other ship we may have, like a Tiberius uh, B, maybe. You never know. All we'll right, see what happens. All right, we appreciate you uh, taking the time and talking with us. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
we're going to talk a little bit about the RPG protocols. First off, how to join. This is actually a perfect opportunity to join because we are ending our Season 5. And this would be a great opportunity for any of you listeners out there who aren't a member of the RPG forums or those that are members that haven't really felt like they can jump into the story. This would be your perfect opportunity to pick it up. We should be finishing up the RPG Season 5 in about a week or so. So we'll be starting 6 probably a few days after that. What else, Jen? RPG resources. You can go to many different websites on the web to find resources that you can use in our RPG when you're writing your your, um, posts. So if you want to look for those, we have a thread in the out of character section within the RPG called RPG resources, oddly enough. (laughs) And And they, and they um, do come in handy. Yes, because we don't normally talk like, you know, engineers. So yeah, <laughs> instead of making up words and you know using like a hydro spanner from Star Wars or Star Wars and Star <laughs> Trek, we actually look things up and try to find the right you know something that sounds t- Star Trekky. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, has a, a background and a history, and and there are quite a few that we have under that that thread that you can look up. Yeah, and we also which we've never mentioned before on any podcast or anything, have a wiki for the um, Treks and Sci-Fi RPG. And we'll, we'll be um, putting a thread up with a link in it to that. So, yeah, um, And we're going to be updating it soon. Definitely, yeah. It's a little outdated right now. but Yeah, and if you have a character in the RPG, I would strongly suggest you go there and add or tweak your profile. Yeah. It's up there because there are quite a few people already up there with profiles, but somebody else added them. So you may not, you know, want that particular profile up there. Maybe you had something you changed on the forum, but you want to change it on in the in the wiki. Go mm-hmm. ahead and do that. Or you just want to update your character profile. Since those were posted a few seasons back, a lot of characters have gone through quite a bit of change. Yeah. So you can always add to it. Um, yeah. And speaking of uh, character profiles... Uh, if you do want to join, there is a section in our RPG section of how to build a character. Uh, it's very simple. There's actually a template. Um, and I would suggest just looking at other people's profiles and just kind of seeing what they did. You can definitely check that out in the RPG section under player character profiles. At the top, it says creating your character profile. So just click on that. And there is a template. It's very simple. And you can fill out and create a new character. Also, we would suggest any of our current players, if you can start building your crew, start building NPC players and create a profile for them. Um, If you're chief of engineer or if you're chief security or chief tactical, um, you know, have a few, you know, three or four characters that you can rely on and play with. um, Build mini profiles for them. They don't need to be really extravagant, um, but they can be. Um, And these will be characters that other players can use also when your character is tied up. Not literally. Or maybe, but, (laughs) you know. Depending on the story. Yeah. (laughs) Emergency power engaged. Here's what's happening on the story so far. So a a lot is happening right now in the story. We're actually coming pretty close to the end of the story. But I think in the last, what, last week... A lot of uh, information has been revealed of what's happening with mm-hmm. not only the spy, but with the ship also. Well, first of all, the um, individual we, re- we um, interviewed last week, his main character is now dead. Yeah, so, I know. He, he, he died like the day before we uh, released that podcast. 
I was like, oh, he, timing. Yeah. Yeah, well, he didn't even mention it no. in, in the interview. No. But I think um, he that was purposeful because he wanted the body to be discovered. Yeah. He kind of left it open yeah. for you to wonder. Maybe he just passed out. Nope, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't know, really, until you got uh, the follow-up post. Mm-hmm. So, so instant Isaac Star Striker died. And his body was discovered by Rory and Dennis, who are um, the holograms um, that are on the ship right now. They've been tasked with searching for Patient Zero. They're scanning all of the the um, crew members and going door to door to each quarters and trying to find, you know, people who are alive to scan and you know maybe help and send to sickbay. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when they found Star Striker, and um, I think they they collected his body and they picked up his sugar gliders so if anybody's looking for sugar gliders in the story <laughs> we have two they're two orphan sugar they're very friendly quinn informed starfleet of his decision to destroy tiberius yes it's the only only solution he can come up with because the whole ship is infected the uh, inhibitor is not working on the biogel packs and if that fell into the wrong hands it could be devastating you know not only for our quadrant but for the entire universe so his only choice is to destroy the ship, but will he? That's the question. You know, you never, you never know. You know, those last minutes uh, on TNG. I don't know how many times Picard and Riker set the auto destruct and then follow through with it. Yeah. So. It happens on every single <laughs> Star Trek TV show. Yeah. So we'll see. But he did. He did have a staff meeting and he informed the crew of his decision. Um. You know, it, it was hard for him, and it was hard. It was hard for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, we have to leave the bodies behind because there's just no room. What they're going to do is uh, all of the the sick and and people who are injured are going to escape on the shuttle crafts, and everyone else will take escape pods. And we're going to a Vulcan science station that's orbiting a uh, Vulcan right now. It's an abandoned what? station. Yeah, it's abandoned because they're in the process of moving equipment to a new, yeah. more updated station. Yeah, so it's not fully operational, but I'm sure our, our engineering staff can get it operational because we are not allowing anybody else on that ship, only our crew at the moment. Yeah. The danger is that the orbit is, it's very likely the orbit could decay and the Tiberius could crash into Vulcan, yeah. thereby infecting the entire population of Vulcan. So this is. Quinn's solution to that problem. Yeah. So. So, and then he's informed. He received the inhibitor, though he protested. Yes. He didn't want it. Yes. So um, thought of his Dr. people. Dredd. Thought of his people first. Yes. Doctor Dre and Arya um, insisted that he take it, since you know he is the commander, and they kind of need him. <laughs> <laughs> so he reluctantly took it, mm-hmm. and is doing better. And, and I think Severell is also. Did we? I don't think we mentioned that in the last one. She took the yeah, inhibitor. She received, she received the inhibitor and is able to function somewhat, but still, you know, she's not cured. So. Yeah. And it was um, it was had progressed further in her since she and Ensign Starstriker have had it the longest. That's right. Oh yeah, we found out so. that she was the initial target also. Yes. For this virus. It was in. It was try. They tried to give it to her in a drink during the awards. Banquet. Which I thought was really cool. I was yeah. like, wow, that has. I haven't heard about the rewards banquet for quite some mm-hmm. time. Wraith wrote that. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's playing Lieutenant Catan, 
And um, Lieutenant Catan has had a breakthrough in the investigation of Dr. Lucas, and that's when he discovered this information. So he went to inform the captain of this right before the briefing when Captain Quinn called his senior staff yeah. you know, to let them know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so not only are they tasked with keeping the Tiberius in orbit, he's ordered them to outfit the shuttlecraft with medical equipment and prepare patients for transport. And he's also asked them to transfer as much vital information from the Tiberius to the Aurora as possible. And then he's also asked people to search the ship for stragglers and people who are maybe unconscious in their quarters. And he wants everyone off the ship before it's dead, you know. Yeah, destroyed. before it's destroyed, obviously. Yeah. Every, uh, yeah, everyone living, all living organisms have to be removed yes. from the ship. But when you said a while ago that um, every deceased individual will be left behind... Dr. Drett kind of went behind. Yes, I read that. Know, against orders, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, she took, she, she is taking Brex's body, who died, uh, what, a few hours, I guess, ago mm -hmm. in our story. The count she kind of feels responsible for that. Yeah. And so she's going to make sure that Counselor Margon can bury his son. Yeah, and we're also taking Star Striker because of the, whatever is in his body. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. The magic stuff that will... <laughs> that will cure yeah. us all! Yes. Now, we still don't know how we're going to get a cure yet, but we'll see. Yeah, well, not only that, but yeah. Vincent Starstriker was an important part of the crew, too. Yeah, so yeah, so... want to make sure that he's not... That's true, that's true. He was part of... He was senior staff, so... Um, Rick posted from the ship's perspective. Oh, yeah, that was, was a very interesting. good one. Yeah. Yeah. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. So. It was very... Yeah, very it was very much like, um, what was that television show? It's Moya, Farscape. Moya from Farscape. Yes. It was very much like that. Yeah. So if, if she was read... questioning if it was going to hurt to be self-destructed. Mm -hmm. That was her. That would do what was necessary to prevent. Well, it's her duty. That's right. Her, yeah. Take care of the people inside her. It was very well written and very well uh, done. I wouldn't mind seeing that as a dramatization. So... So I think that's it. Now it's just a question, will the ship be destroyed? Will we make it to the Vulcan space station? Will we find a cure? Lots and lots of questions. Read more to find out. <laughs> Today, for our post of the week, we have a special dramatization. Take it away, Jen. Karath stood up from the ready room table and moved towards the door. He felt like he'd been punched in the gut. Lieutenant James was standing by the door, watching him expectantly. The man remained an enigma to the engineer, ever since his shuttle landed and the chief greeted him in the bay. Lieutenant James, he said, and then paused to gather his thoughts. You are the most accomplished pilot on board, and I trust that you will maintain standard orbit as long as possible. The Alarian nodded his head in acknowledgement of the compliment both knew to be true. Sir, he replied, I will remain in engineering. Rerouting as many systems as possible to provide you with the thrust and altitude control for as long as possible. I would appreciate that your shuttle would be the last to leave, Kararth said. That is very likely, Commander, James replied. Kararth smiled. Save me a seat, Lieutenant. Kapla, he said as he clapped the startled man on the shoulder. He entered the turbo lift. Main engineering, he commanded the computer. He looked around the empty car. Tiberius... This is not a good day to die. And for our final thoughts, keep your eye on the out-of-character section in the RPG for more information about the Ready Room Party. 
or Skype party that we're going to have. End of season. season. Yeah, yeah, end of season five Skype party. Yes, that should be co- coming up pretty soon. Yeah. In another, what, two weeks? Maybe probably, one. probably, yeah, two weeks or a little less. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a thread up and we'll put dates of when mm-hmm. we're available to record when it. everyone else can do it. And then, yeah, and everyone else can put in their two cents and then the majority obviously will rule and mm-hmm. we'll pick a date and that the day we'll do it. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, I want to put out the request again for more audio clips. Um, if you want to take a pass at the monologue, our opening monologue, we thought it'd be fun if we did different people saying the monologue each week. So mm-hmm. if you don't have your own original idea, definitely take a look and just duplicate the monologue that's already there. Yeah, and we should probably tell them where to find it. Yeah, it's in uh, the RPG the second section, page. second page of the microcast ready room thread mm-hmm. uh, it's, down. Uh, yeah so it's about halfway to two thirds down just x wrote it mm-hmm. and all you need to do is it says knowledge the life's blood i just added knowledge and exploration you know and you can tweak it however you want maybe you can add a word here or there make it a little you know make it your own also we're asking for audio clips of favorite posts you can read your favorite posts you can do a dramatization. You can tell us how much you love our podcast. We'll play those too. So send your podcast to us. Uh, you can get either Jen or my email from the forums. You go to www.trexandsci-fi.com, Click on the forums link. And if you go into our profiles, it has our email addresses. So you can send those audio MP3s preferably to Jen and I. And I think that's going to do it for today's Ready Room. Do you have anything else, Jen? Uh, nope, don't think so. Alrighty. So, this is Kenny. And this is Jen. Hailing frequencies closed. Direction unclear. Please repeat request. Hailing frequencies closed. Program complete. Enter. Reporting for duty, sir. Savril, it's so good to see you. How are you feeling? I am stronger, but that is all. Arya has sacrificed much to get me to this state. I hope I can still be of assistance, Captain. Very good. We have a lot to discuss, number one. I finished speaking with Admiral Decker, and we've both come to this conclusion. The ship's bio-gel packs are infected with the virus. The inhibitor will not work on them, and we are losing vital systems at an alarming pace. In the next 43 hours... Life support will begin to fail, and six hours after that, the ship's orbit will begin to decay. I understand, Captain. Aside from the danger it poses to the crew, the Tiberius is essentially a bioweapon. To prevent this pathogen from falling into the wrong hands, we must ensure the virus is eradicated completely. Precisely. Once the crew is abandoned ship, we will engage the auto-destruct. <laughs> is about to end with a bang. Join our crew for season six or read the Jackson Sci-Fi RPG to find out what will happen next.